Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, Kitchen Chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney, and I am just so excited you're visiting with me virtually in my kitchen today, and you are tuning in on a really fun day because we have a very special guest, one of the founders of Serendipity 3 Restaurant in New York City, celebrating its 60th birthday. And I just can't wait for you to get to know a, a wonderful person and dear friend, Stephen Bruce. Welcome to Kitchen Chat. Thank you. Wonderful to talk to you again. Oh, this is so special. And first of all, a very happy birthday to Serendipity. 60 years. That is fabulous. Yes, and I never look better. <laughs> I have to say, and, and listeners, I'm going to post a picture of Stephen and me on on the side. You are ageless. You are timeless. You are just such a distinguished gentleman. I, I have such fond memories of meeting you at Serendipity. And and you you were taking the um reservations by phone and, and it's just so neat that well you yes. You know, it, you, as you know, it's the personal touch that makes everyone happy. Yes. And, of course, my diet has been frozen hot chocolate, so that has helped me stay young. Yes, and frozen hot chocolate, the thing to order on the menu. I can't wait to chat about that. And lots of listeners have come in with some fun, fun questions. And, and ju it's just a great time of any milestone celebration to reflect upon some fun memories. And as you celebrate 60 years there at Serendipity, what would you say is one of the milestone memories of that time? Well, I go way back to, to when we opened in 1954, and we had a, an array of celebrities, and I was a young man, so I was very impressed with movie stars. So uh, to have Garbo... Marlena Dietrich, Grace Kelly, etc., 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 just come into my uh, establishment and say hello and wanting to try the frozen hot chocolate was really quite a delight. Oh, that, and, and the celeb, the stream of celebrities continues even today. I saw a, a tweet that Blake Lively and her husband Ryan Reynolds, uh, went there for a frozen hot chocolate after the Mets celebration. Exactly, exactly. It was so, a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. And, and you have just seen so many celebrations there. I mean, listeners, it is like the happiest place in the world. Truly, you go in and it's like, just a celebration, just being there. And and I'm trying to to I don't know, I guess create a visual for the listeners of of the eclectic furnishings. And I know there's a fun story behind all of the Tiffany lamps and and tables oh, yes, and everything. Yes. <laughs> Tiffany lamps were out of uh, favor and I was able to uh in nineteen fifty four 
buy you know dozens and dozens and dozens of them at a very inexpensive price because they always were equated with the Victorian age and darkness. But when we opened Serendipity, we painted everything white, table including the tables and chairs and the walls, and we had uh, white tiles inst- installed. And when we polished up the wonderful Tiffany lamps and put uh, bulbs in them, they just uh, shone like jewels, and we started the Vogue. And of course, I hate to think of all the things I sold for $500 that are <laughs> now at auction for 50000 but wow. you can't hold on to everything. You can't hold on, but it just brings such an inviting ambience into um, the restaurant. And, and listeners, many of you probably actually saw Serendipity, if you haven't been there yourself to celebrate, on the movie Serendipity with, uh, was it John Cusack? John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. And Right now, we've, uh, I think we have an accumulation of three movies that have been shot here. And then, uh, we also, uh, have TV shows and different things come in and, and do a quick, uh, guest appearance. Oh, that is great. And you had a cameo actually in the Serendipity movie. I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. I still remember that I had four lines. <laughs> and what were they? I bet you still remember them, Stephen. <laughs> uh, uh, she's not here. I think she's upstairs, second floor. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered like a pro. <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, the, the fun thing was that uh, it was my first appearance, and John Cusack, who was and is very, very popular. He was a, is an old hand at the movie, so he was making faces at me and breaking me up for about four or five takes <laughs> and getting me more nervous. But finally, it was a good one. Oh, that is so great. Oh, I, I'm going to have to rent that again. I love, love, love that movie. That is you know, so it, magical. It is absolutely right. I have so many people that was about four or five years ago, maybe even longer, and it's constantly on TV, which is nice. And then it's a wonderful reminder that Serendipity is still here and a frozen hot chocolate is available. Yes, after 60 years. I mean, that is just such an accomplishment, and it's truly an icon within the restaurants in New York City. And I know you've expanded to other locations as well. Is it Florida and Washington, D.C.? Yes, yes. And then, of course, we're at Caesars uh, Palace in Las Vegas. Oh, I didn't realize that. How fun. Oh, yes. so lots of places to celebrate. And um, Exactly. Oh, that's great. Well, we have to talk about food, of course, since this is Kitchen Chat. And I remember that or read someplace that you actually were trained by a very impressive chef. If you could yes. share with our listeners about this amazing opportunity. Well, we, when we opened in, in 1954, we were, you know, didn't know too much about restaurant business or even how to conduct a business, but we learned very quickly. We were very adaptable. And one of our mentors was James Beard, who was a wonderful, wonderful Southern gentleman and the father of American cooking, perhaps. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And he came in and said, oh, you know, your omelets are terrible. Let me teach you how to make omelets. (laughs) So he said, you're coming to my studio next week at 2 o'clock. So there was, of course, the three of us, because it's called Serendipity 3. My two associates were, of course, alive then. They are no longer alive now. I'm the only one left out of the trio. But we all arrived there, and we uh, he ushered us into the kitchen, And he said, all right, here's three pans for you. 
And I said, what are these boxes? He said, there's three crates of eggs. We're going to teach you how to crack an egg perfectly and make an omelet. And if you finish the crate, then you'll be, you, you'll have your omelet down to perfection. Wow. And so what special technique about cracking an egg did you learn from James Beard? It's all in the wrist. <laughs> when you're stirring the pan and when you and you're cracking the egg, oh. it's it's fun. It's it's great. And then of course, and you have to sort of uh, mix the pan continuously to keep the omelet alive. Oh, and you continue to offer delicious omelets. Oh, indeed, we do. Yes, one of our favorites is uh, caviar and sour cream omelet. Oh, that is great. Is is there a James Beard omelet? Perhaps there should be, but yes. at the moment there isn't. <laughs> I have a lot to thank him for. Exactly. So would he frequent serendipity quite a bit? Yes, yes, yes. He helped us with our menu and he helped develop our Texas-style chili since he was a Southerner. Wow. And so did uh, what did he give you any like secrets of the sauce or or what all did he do? Yeah, and we just incorporated it with our own style. Of course, he was uh, he was very 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 helpful and very encouraging. Oh, that is great. And and also I read somewhere about how he there was a a, a denim apron from James yes. Beard. What is the story behind that? Well, one of my talents that I discovered in my spare time at, at Serendipity was I got designing women's clothing. Okay. And uh, we had a denim museum because I was doing a lot of denim clothes at that particular time. And so we had a museum upstairs on our second floor when everyone donated a garment or something that was made out of denim. And since uh, James was a cook, I said I would do an, a, a denim apron for him with his name, you know, his signature on the denim men, uh, on the denim apron, of course. Wow. And so you d- designed this denim apron, and was that for sale then at Serendipity or just a gift to James? No, no, uh, it was a gift to James, and then uh, he said, it's beautiful, but if you're doing the museum, I want to donate it to the museum. The museum was only supposed to last for six months, but it got a worldwide recognition because I had uh, everyone that I knew, decorators, designers, uh, fashion illustrators, do something out of denim. Gloria Vanderbilt even did a denim uh, purse for me. Wow, and so... And- a denim part, and so is this still on display someplace? No, no, it was disbanded. It lasted a year. We got uh, national publicity, and then uh, who should come in but Diana Vreeland from uh, Vogue magazine while she was working at the uh, Met Institute, and she was in charge of the uh, clothing and the couture there and the museum that they have. And so she took the entire collection of all my clothes out of denim and all of the different uh, different people's denim contributions. Isn't that amazing? So you are part of Vogue's history. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the ladies from Vogue love us. There's no oh, question about it. I love that. Well, everyone loves serendipity. And I would love to hear a little bit more about the history, too, because there are some, and, and listeners, I promise we're going to get to the food as well and and uh, just some delicious dishing, I guess you might say here. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some celebrities uh, and not 
non-celebrity. My goodness, it's a place for everyone to celebrate. But throughout the years, uh, there have really been some very special people that have gone to to serendipities to celebrate, including Jackie O, Jackie Onassis. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. no, can no you, question. Can you? She's share? been she's been a lawyer. She has been, I should say, a lawyer, a loyal customer. She started coming when she was a senator's wife when she was in Washington, and she discovered us. I think a friend brought her to Serendipity, and she fell in love with it, and she was commuting every weekend to New York City uh, for the theater, and so she always would stop in at Serendipity, and that continued while she was in the White House, and even when she left the White House when she lived in New York, and she always brought her children here. Oh, that is such a celebration, and, and I am curious, what would she order from the menu at Serendipity? Well, when she was with her children, she always uh, made sure they had a frozen hot chocolate and a foot-long hot dog. Oh, and that is a great combination, and listeners... Very American, <laughs> Very yes. American, and I Very have American. eaten one of the, the, the delicious um, foot-long hot dogs as well as the frozen chocolate, and it's a great combo, and I remember... Right, <laughs> it is, and then the other one we have is a young chicken sandwich, which is sautéed, I hate to tell you, it's sautéed in butter, but it, it's delicious, oh, absolutely well, delicious, fantastic. Julia and Child would approve of the butter. Right. <laughs> Definitely, no, no question about it. And you know, we a- add more accents, and and it's um, Irish toasted Irish soda bread, mm. and uh, it has raisins in in it, so it makes a nice combination with the chicken. Oh, that is a nice combination. I'm just curious, did Julia Child ever visit Serendipity throughout uh, the years? No, no. I would have loved to have greeted her, but unfortunately, I guess uh, our our stars were not <laughs> aligned, <laughs> shall we say. No French culinary involved. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> it was strictly American. My two associates were are, are from, or were, from Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, and, and I hear it started with pecan pie. Yes, yes, well. exactly. Exactly. And at one time, we even did chocolate pecan pie. Yum. Which is oh, really quite delicious, too. That is. That is one of my favorite staples in life, pecan pie, having grown up in Alabama. and Oh, no uh, question yes. about that. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> no wonder we get along. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, do you still serve the pecan pie? Is that oh, on well, the menu? Oh, of course. Yes. It's, it started in 1954, and it's on the menu ever since. That I wouldn't think is, of taking it off. <laughs> that is great. I know one of our listeners, Lynn, uh, wrote in and said, uh, do you still do the things originally that you served, i.e. the pecan pie, and how do you keep it consistent? Well, the thing is that we have a one particular person that we've trained just to make the pies. Wow. And that we make them fresh every morning, so it's a continuous uh, thing. He's a very busy cook. Oh, so he... Or I should say baker. <laughs> so busy work to keep up the delicious traditions. Of course. Uh, yes, and um, goodness, listeners have been writing in. Ava mentioned you created a great landmark, a memorable place. She fondly recalls it. She would said it was a great date place. Uh, she went in there a lot during her younger years. And she says, how do you create the ambience? Well, I, uh, well, you know, the movie Serendipity helped because mm-hmm. the stars fell in love over a frozen hot chocolate. Yes. And it's an upstairs table. 
uh, very small, intimate, and because of the movie, we constantly get people reserving that table for a special night out. And for, you know, may I use that table, Mr. Bruce, I want to uh, propose to a charming young lady. So, of course, I always say it's available, naturally. I think it's a charming, wonderful idea. Yes. And, and it's so nice, this history of frozen chocolate, the frozen hot chocolate. Um, Julie, another listener wrote in, the frozen hot chocolate is to die for. That is her quote. And also reminded me it was one of Oprah's favorite things in 2006. No question. Yes. Yeah, no question about it. She loved it and she put it, the frozen hot chocolate and serendipity on her bucket list. Wow. Wow. And, and Julie writes, what's the secret to making this frozen hot chocolate so delicious? Well, you know, it has uh, about 12 to 14 different types of chocolate. Well, some of them are imported and some of them are uh, local and they're all mixed and blended, especially for us. I used to do all of that until I had no fingers left, chopping all the chocolate and melting it down. But now we have it formulated for us, thank goodness, so I can have a breath every once in a while. (laughs) That is good. And then also you sell a packaged frozen hot chocolate. Is that right? On your your gift store. We have, we have an individual package that would make one blender full, which would be 20 ounces. And if you make that one correctly with, you know, a certain amount of ice and keep blending it till it's really frozen, it'll make six or eight parfait glasses. So it's a very inexpensive, uh, a dessert, and that's only five ninety five, or we have a canister with the same frozen hot chocolate, and it uh, serves uh, six to eight. Delicious. So it's really great. Oh, so you can have frozen hot chocolate, especially the summer, which would be a treat in your oh, own yeah. home. Yes, and I have to mention to the listeners too: you are quite a prolific author, and some delicious books. Serendipity Parties was your latest book, is that right? Yes, yes, we have three of them now, and for our sixtieth anniversary, we're doing a special sixtieth Diamond Edition. <gasps> Wonderful. Of the Serendipity Parties, then, is the Diamond Edition? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a remake of, uh, and an expanded of the first one. Uh, just, uh, Sweet Serendipity. Oh, Sweet Serendipity. I love that. So a very special commemoration. Yes, and we have some that. very special forwards, uh, penned by Joan and Melissa Rivers, Barbara Streisand, Cher, Michael Strahan, and a dear friend of mine, Candice Bergen. Oh, how special. Just a lot of people celebrating, as we all should, for the 60th anniversary. What special memories. Um, I know another, I read another very, very special friend of yours that frequented uh, Serendipity quite a bit was Andy Warhol. Oh, Andy, yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Louise wrote in and said, did Andy Warhol inspire you through, you know, with his visual and olfactory sense? And um, if you could share some stories, that would be great. Uh, yes, I mean, he he was certainly a, a wonderful ar- artist and a very eccentric uh, personality. When I first met him, he was d- designing uh, shoe ads for I. Miller, the shoe uh, manufacturer. And he would come into the restaurant with all of these rejects of his artwork. You know, he would do 
10 samples and they would pick one. So he had nine left and I said, what a wonderful idea. Let's frame all of these shoes. So we decided to frame all of Andy Warhol's rejects and, and sell them. <laughs> so it was a wonderful idea. And, you know, we got together and we said, let's half the price. We'll, uh, we'll sell them for $25 and Andy would get 1250 and I would get 1250 for serendipity. Little did we know. <laughs> now they are thousands and thousands of dollars. How special. And do you still have any of those shoes in your own collection? Uh, yes, I do. I have a small amount. Oh, how special. And and did he um, paint anything at Serendipity? Oh, yes. He was constantly, constantly bringing uh, uh, his watercolor brushes and bringing a group of people. He, uh, he had an entourage very early in life, and he continued that. Uh-huh. Uh, he's always surrounded by people. Oh, how fun. And and I think I recall he painted or did a charcoal uh, sketch of you. Is that right? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, he uh, he did about 25 or 30, and he, he was very sweet. He handed them all to me and said, this is my gift for you, Stephen. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, was it in like the Marilyn Monroe format or, or just sketch? No, okay. uh, it was... Uh, whole pad full of sketches of me in different poses, uh, profiles, full face. He, he even did, did uh, my shoe, and I have a very high instep, so he was drawing that. He was drawing elbows and hands and butterflies and so forth, so it was really a very nice tribute, I must say. Oh, what a great friend. That is a mm-hmm, tribute. Yes. Oh, and are those on display any place? or? Uh, they are touring uh, actually around the world now uh, to increase the provenance and the price value of them. Wow, that that is just so special to have your own personal portraiture or portraits done from uh, Andy Warhol there at Serendipity. This truly is a, a place of history uh, in so many ways and and ins- inspiration as well. I have to ask, um, Stephen, how did this frozen hot chocolate come about to be? Because that seems to be the trademark dish at Serendipity. It is, definitely. Yes, uh, it's been copied by many people, but they can't, just can't get the hang of it. Thank goodness. <laughs> you know, they. I think it's because uh, we buy the best chocolates and we spend money to make the taste work. A lot of people say, oh, I want to do something like that, but then they buy cheaper ingredients and it's never going to work that way. But it is... World famous now, there's no question about it. And is it is our trademark drink. And of course, we have it copyrighted. And then every few months, I have a lawsuit with everyone that's using the name. (laughs) (laughs) So that keeps me busy, too. I bet it does. So did you come up with the idea? I mean, it just, it's just your mind has to wrap around it. Frozen hot chocolate. How did you come up with that? (laughs) Well, first of all, it's an oxymoron. But uh, what can we say? Uh, It fits the bill. And 1954, when we created it, we needed a uh, drink that was more than 50 or 60 cents because we sold coffee and, and espresso at that price. So the <laughs> you had a check for $1.20, uh, <laughs> which you couldn't pay the rent with. So we decided to do something that would be, shall we say, appeal to chocolate People that love chocolate. So 
we put our head together and came up with it. We're the first blended drink, I think, in the United States that's been copied worldwide. I love that. Oh, and it is a delicious drink. And um, there is a link. There will be a link, listeners, in terms of the Serendipity Shop, where you can order one online. Uh, Dara wrote in, and um, she had a very interesting question. She said, would you do anything different? And if someone were starting a business like that today, what advice would you offer? Well, you know, in 1954, uh, we didn't know exactly what we were doing, and we learned very, very quickly. But now, with the internet and everything available, uh, people can study and learn from businesses much more easily than we all did. But the thing is to know what you're trying to do and create it in the best way you can, and your own personal enthusiasm and your personal stamp will make people react to you. That is great advice. Thank you for sharing that. One special memory I have was when I first actually walked into Serendipity. My dear friend May took me there. She'd lived in New York at that time, and I was working uh, down on Wall Street. And and it was just such an incredible experience walking in to this happy place. And I, and she actually wrote in today from London and was so excited to hear that we would be having our kitchen chat. And she said, would you please ask him why the name Serendipity? How did that come about? Well, one of my partners was a wordsmith and uh, both my partners, Calvin Holt and Patch Carradine, were interested in the theater. And so they were performing on Broadway and off-Broadway. And Patch, who wanted to write a uh, book and be another uh, Truman Capote, perhaps, uh, was a wordsmith. And he found this word, serendipity, uh, which means the art of finding the unusual experience when you least expect it and when you do expect to <laughs> when you do expect to find it to uh, take advantage of a situation. And uh, he read about it, and it was coined by the English novelist Horace Walpole about three princes from the Isle of Serendip. He read this story and he created the word serendipity based on the 17th century legend. And there were three princes in the legend and we thought we were three modern day princes at that time. So there there goes the name, Serendipity 3. Wow, so he made up the word serendipity. Yeah, Horace Walpole, the English novelist. Wow. And so then your uh, Patch Caradine had read this and as a wordsmith came up with that and how fitting that there were three founding partners. Oh, I love that. And you know what happened to that? It be- the, the word blossomed. It became part of the vocabulary. And now every doctor uses it. Every writer uses it. It's, it's in constant use now because of us. It was unknown in 1954. That is amazing. Wow. That, I, I love that. There, That was serendipitous, indeed. Very serendipitous. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Oh, that is great. Um, Catherine wrote in, who is your favorite celebrity guest at the restaurant? Well, it's so hard uh, to say. One of my favorites uh, is uh, Candice Bergen. Yeah. And... Uh, we all know that she had a wonderful hit show for many years on TV, but she started uh, coming to uh, 
uh, serendipity when she was 17. Wow. And now she uh, lives in New York, and uh, she has a wonderful, charming daughter who uh, works for Vogue magazine. It has come full circle. <laughs> exactly, <with> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes, and uh, one of uh, Candice Bergen's uh, favorite uh, uh, omelets <laughs> is the caviar and sour cream or the cheese omelet. Oh, that is so special. And listeners, I, I, I just can't wait for you to learn even more about serendipity. And, and I thought maybe it would be appropriate, Stephen, to briefly chat about your book, Serendipity Parties, because yes, the food is very important, but also just planning a party and the amazing parties that have, have taken place there at Serendipity. Real quickly, I just wanted to Highlight chapter seven of your book, Serendipity Parties for Breezy Summer Soirees, Ice Cream Dreams. <laughs> Could you share a little bit about that type of party and, and any tips you would give to our listeners about how they can plan a very special, special and memorable party for their own celebrations that, you know, might be graduation time, weddings, uh, showers, all of that. What, what's the secret to that? Well, the secret, I think, is to be very organized and not do too much and don't offer too much. Do something that you're capable of and do it well. That's the most important thing. Like if you have uh, the frozen hot chocolate on, on the menu and once in a while at a party, you'll get someone, a guest that doesn't like chocolate, as strange as it may seem. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> we uh, We can do a pineapple, a wonderful uh, frozen pineapple lime, uh, which was absolutely delicious. We can do uh, a blended drink with peaches. And then also, it, it depends on the type of party. You can always add Kahlua to that, or you can add a little bit of uh, rum or vodka. That also makes a wonderful, wonderful party. That does sound fun. Now, what is one of the most memorable parties that has taken place there at Serendipity? Well, uh, that you one, can talk about. <laughs> well, yes, one, 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 one was a uh, a uh, a wedding party that we had here. The uh, people, both the man and the woman, fell in love with serendipity, and they wanted to have their wedding ceremony downstairs. And then we moved the party upstairs for a, a very light lunch, which was absolutely wonderful. So they took over the restaurant for the entire day, and they spent the entire day at serendipity with a very serendipitous wedding. Oh, that is beautiful. And and uh, frozen hot chocolate was served, of course. But of course. <laughs> but of course. Oh. You know, we have a, we have another, uh, we have, uh, frozen mint chocolate too now. Oh, yum. That and is then a we, great and, and, and we also have Carmel, which is absolutely the, the newest trend. So, oh, so Carmel is a new, tr okay. I, well, then I have been on trend <laughs> my whole <laughs> life. I love Carmel. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, that's great. You know, if you don't do anything, things come to you. So don't, don't change. <laughs> that's great advice. Oh, I love this. Well, I am just so excited that 
Serendipity is celebrating its 60th birthday and lots of festivities planned and and you can keep up with all of the latest and greatest listeners by following Serendipity on Twitter at Serendipity underscore three, visiting them online, Serendipity3.com, on Facebook, Serendipity3, even Instagram, Serendipity3NYC, and a new YouTube channel, Serendipity3 channel. This is just so exciting to see all the celebrations occur. And I am hoping, hoping, Stephen, to, to walk into Serendipity the 60th year to celebrate with a cup of frozen hot chocolate and, and see you again. Well, you're always welcome. And just to give you an update, we hope to have a celebrity seance with a very famous seance performer. And we're going to try to reach Andy Warhol in the void. Oh, no. That and perhaps, <laughs> perhaps Marilyn Monroe will come and Cary Grant, Grace Kelly, Betty Davis. Oh. And, of course, my favorite, the Duchess of Windsor. We want to see what she has to say. Oh, I'm sure that would be quite entertaining indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, you do have a special effigy, right? And a special table for Andy Warhol. Yes, we yes. do. Yes. Yes, and we also have an image of Andy Warhol flying over the table <laughs> with the rhinestone frozen hot chocolate in his lapel. Oh, I love that. Oh, that just never a dull moment at Serendipity. So many fun things to discover there, both on and off the menu. So, Stephen, thank you so much for being with us on Kitchen Chat. To it's share. always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much. And listeners, please stay in touch. I'll make sure I leave all of the um, links for Stephen Bruce and Serendipity. And please keep in touch with me at kitchenchat.info. And during the busy, busy days you have, remember to take a moment and savor the day. Thanks for joining Margaret for Kitchen Chat today. Margaret would be so excited for you to drop by and visit with her at kitchenchat.info, where you'll enjoy podcasts, blogs, recipes, tips from chefs, and even great giveaways. She invites you to share your recipes and kitchen stories, too. As Margaret always says, savor the day.